You're listening to Between the Pages, a book club podcast from the staff of Camp Half-Blood Austin Branch. Half-Bloods, it is time to assemble. Go to camphalfbloodaustin.org to learn more. This episode, we're going to jump right into a reading from the beginning of Chapter 7 of Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief and pick right up with our panel of distinguished book clubbers. Topher, of course, Joe B., Adele, Hector, and me, Moises, your moderator. So without further ado, here are Topher and Natalie reading from Chapter 7 of The Lightning Thief. Word of the bathroom incident spread immediately. Wherever I went, campers pointed at me and murmured something about toilet water. Or maybe they were just staring at Annabeth, who was still pretty much dripping wet. She showed me a few more places. The metal shop, where kids were forging their own swords. The arts and crafts room, where satyrs were sandblasting a giant marble statue of a goat man. And the climbing wall, which actually consisted of two facing walls that shook violently dropped boulders, sprayed lava, and clashed together if you didn't get to the top fast enough. Finally, we returned to the canoeing lake, where the trail led back to the cabins. I've got training to do, Annabeth said flatly. Dinner's at 7.30. Just follow your cabin to the mess hall. Annabeth, I, I'm sorry about the toilets. Whatever. It wasn't my fault. She looked at me skeptically, and I realized... It was my fault. I'd made water shoot out of the bathroom fixtures. I didn't understand how, but the toilets had responded to me. I had become one with the plumbing. You need to talk to the Oracle, Annabeth said. Who? Not who. What? The Oracle. I'll ask Chiron. I stared into the lake, wishing somebody would give me a straight answer for once. I wasn't expecting anybody to be looking back at me from the bottom, so my heart skipped a beat when I noticed two teenage girls sitting cross-legged at the base of the pier about 20 feet below. They wore blue jeans and shimmering green t-shirts, and their brown hair floated loose around their shoulders as minnows darted in and out. They smiled and waved as if I were a long-lost friend. I didn't know what else to do, so I waved back. Don't encourage them. Annabeth warned. Naiads are terrible flirts. Naiads, I repeated, feeling completely overwhelmed. All right, that's it. I want to go home now. Annabeth frowned. Don't you get it, Percy? You are home. This is the only safe place on Earth for kids like us. You mean mentally disturbed kids? I mean, not human. Not totally human, anyway. Half human. Half human and half what? I think you know. I didn't want to admit it, but I was afraid that I did. I felt a tingling in my limbs, a sensation I sometimes felt when my mom talked about my dad. God, I said. Half God. Annabeth nodded. Your father isn't dead, Percy. He's one of the Olympians. That's crazy. Is it? What's the most common things gods did in the old stories? They ran around falling in love with humans and having kids with them. Do you think they've changed their habits in the last few millennia? But those... those are just... I almost said myth again. Then I remembered Chiron's warning that in 2,000 years, I might be considered a myth. But if all the kids here are half-gods... Demigods, Annabeth said. That's the official term. Or half-bloods. 
Then who's your dad? Her hands tightened around the pier railing. I got the feeling I just trespassed on a sensitive subject. My dad is a professor at West Point, she said. I haven't seen him since I was very small. He teaches American history. He's human. What? You assume it has to be a male god who finds a human female attractive? How sexist is that? Who's your mom, then? Cabin six. Meaning? Annabeth straightened. Athena, goddess of wisdom and battle. Okay, I thought. Why not? And my dad? Undetermined. Annabeth said. Like I told you before, nobody knows. Except my mother. She knew. Maybe not, Percy. Gods don't always reveal their identities. My dad would have. He he loved her. Annabeth gave me a cautious look. She didn't want to burst my bubble. Maybe you're right. Maybe he'll send a sign. That's the only way to know for sure. Your father has to send you a sign claiming you as his son. Sometimes it happens. You mean sometimes it doesn't? Annabeth ran her palm along the rail. The gods are busy. They have a lot of kids and they don't always... Well, sometimes they don't care about us, Percy. They ignore us. I thought about some of the kids I'd seen in the Hermes cabin. Teenagers who looked sullen and depressed as if they were waiting for a call that would never come. I'd known kids like that at Yancey. Shuffled off to boarding school by rich parents who didn't have time to deal with them. But God's God should behave better. So I'm stuck here, I said. That's it? For the rest of my life? It depends, Annabeth said. Some campers only stay the summer. If you're a child of Aphrodite or Demeter, you're probably not a real powerful force. The monsters might ignore you, so you can get by with a few months of summer training and live in the mortal world the rest of the year. But for some of us, it's too dangerous to leave. We're year-rounders. In the mortal world, we attract monsters. They sense us. They come to challenge us. Most of the time, they'll ignore us until we're old enough to cause trouble, about 10 or 11 years old. But after that, most demigods either make their way here, or they get killed off. A few manage to survive in the outside world and become famous. Believe me, if I told you the names, you'd know them. Some don't even realize they're demigods, but very, very few are like that. So... Monsters can't get in here. Annabeth shook her head. Not unless they're intentionally stalked in the woods or specially summoned by somebody on the inside. Why would anybody want to summon a monster? Practice fights. Practical jokes. Practical jokes? The point is, the borders are sealed to keep mortals and monsters out. From the outside, mortals look into the valley and see nothing unusual, just a strawberry farm. So you're a year-rounder. Annabeth nodded. From under the collar of her t-shirt, she pulled a leather necklace with five clay beads of different colors. It was just like Luke's, except Annabeth also had a big gold ring strung to it, like a college ring. I've been here since I was seven. Every August on the last day of summer session, you get a bead for surviving another year. I've been here longer than most of the counselors, and they're all in college. So... Why did you come so young? She twisted the ring on her necklace. None of your business. Oh, I I stood there for a minute in uncomfortable silence. So I could just walk out of here right now if I wanted to. It would be suicide, but you could, with Mr. D's or Chiron's permission. But they wouldn't give permission until the end of the summer session unless... Unless? You were granted a quest, but 
that hardly ever happens. As with all chapters, it, it comes right mm-hmm. off of the heels of the last one. It does, yeah. The 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 bathroom incident. Oh is, yeah, everybody's it, heard about it. Everybody's right? heard right. about it. Yeah. This is something that people will be telling stories about for decades. Mm-hmm. And just, it, it was it was an event in the history of you, Camp Half Blood. You know, like when you do it. And yeah, I mean, yeah. as we kick off this chapter, he's he's apologizing about it the way that you know a kid a kid whose brain works differently than other kids' brains, mm-hmm. just apologizing for existing, apologizing for something right. that he obviously yeah. had no control over. And it's just a thing that happened. He is not accustomed to being treated this way at all. Yeah. and, and He doesn't know how to process it. Right. And we get introduced to that, like, the way the way Percy processes it still is, oh, you mean mentally disturbed kids. I mean, he actually uses that term in there. And she's like, no, I mean, not human, at least not totally human anyways, half human. Percy's like, half human, half what? She's like, I think you know. And and it's half God, and she explains that to him, and it's it's this. No, she makes him say. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh no, no, she, she does. Yeah, you you know. It. Yes, that's right. Like it's it's not a it's a no. You have to admit it sort yeah, of situation. Yeah. I'm not explaining this to you because you already know, and you're not going to accept it until, until you say you it. You say it out yeah. loud. And she's like, "Your your father isn't dead. He's one of the Olympians." And he's like, "That is crazy sauce," you know. <laughs> Use your words, young Use man. Use your words. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what's going on. <laughs> right. I figured this out enough. We, I don't play dumb. Well, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's only relating to these things, despite all the evidence to the contrary, as myths. They're not real. Um, and so he just has, he has the hardest time, even, even when he says it, um, on his step towards, you know, understanding. Uh, and, and so, you know, we're called demigods. That's the official term, she says, or half-bloods. And then he says, okay, who's your dad? Um, and here's where we find out that, that all of our demigod kids have parent issues. <laughs> Mommy or daddy issues. Something, it's it's, it's like Marvel Comics and daddy yeah. issues. Like <laughs> yes. everyone has daddy issues in yeah, Marvel Comics. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, Percy feels like he's just maybe pushed a little like, too far at this point. Um, and she basically says, you know, he's, he's human. He's a professor at West Point. Um, you know, I haven't seen him since I was very small. He teaches American history, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, BT dubs, my mom's Athena. Well, yeah. And then she says, what, you assume it's got to be a male god who finds a human female attractive? Like, how sexist is that? Right. <laughs> it's a great right. moment, you know, a really, really great moment. Point with, like, with the water incident. I would think that a smart was <laughs> she would have pegged it right, right. there, but she right. so, but she sees him how she sees him now. Yeah, she's like she's trying to grasp she's trying to grasp the idea that this kid's even a demigod anyway. Like I mean, even I, I can't even fathom that you're a lesser god's kid yeah. as as wimpy as you are. So there's no way I'm putting you. I could put you. I could peg you as one of the sides. And and the fact that supposedly the big three aren't supposed to have children at. All. Right. So it that isn't a possibility in a lot of their minds anyway. Yes. And as much as she is telling him to think outside of the lines and boundaries of, of what he accepts as real and realistic, she's not thinking outside of those bounds either. She she is not even giving a moment's consideration to the fact that he could be remotely that big of a deal as right. it were. Right. On on the other hand, being a child of Athena as as Annabeth puts it, goddess of uh, wisdom and battle. 
we now understand these descriptions we've gotten of her as this calculating, planning, very analyzing everything in a yeah. very intimidating way. And that will lead, leads me to my next point. Even though she doesn't seem as much, still something in the back of her head says, mm-hmm. I don't think much of you, but I'm going to keep you close to me. Yeah. Because I got yeah. a feeling I may be wrong. And Percy is is now, he's just worried about like, so you've been here a long time? Does that mean I'm stuck here too? Am I ever going to get out of this place? This place that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. That is is the stuff of story. Um, you know, I'm stuck here, like for the rest of my life. Hmm. And she's like, well, that kind of depends. Some campers stay a summer. Um, and, you know, some are stuck here because it's too dangerous for them to leave. Right. You know, like, yikes. And again, we, we get some, we get some, lovely exposition that yes. is very well cloaked in mm-hmm. this is just this is this is this character being introduced into this world and she's talking to him about how monsters attack them in the real world and but they know, can't get but in they can't get in here yeah yeah uh so we you know we get unless some they're invite. unless they're invited unless they're invited um but we you know we're we're getting some more of this stuff without it just being like an exposition dump it is something that is is getting parceled out uh, like uh, just just a plain old orientation. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's it's welcome to camp. You've never been here before. Here's how camp works. We have magical borders. Monsters and humans can't get in. Uh, you know, unless it's for practical joke, you know, kind of purposes. Uh, they're invited. You know that you know, kind of thing. And and I've been here. You know, Annabeth says for for a long time. Um, and talks about the beads kind of representing you know a year. Yeah, a year at camp. So, so he's looking at her necklace, going, "You know, a lot of beads." Yeah, she's. Uh, it's yeah. like it's like her shirt is made of beads. Percy, being the um, the Percy that he is, he's like, "So, like, what if what if I wanted to leave like right now? What if yeah. I wanted to like go to Burger King? <laughs> uh, you know, what? Well, you know, my can I? Am I allowed? Uh, do I have off campus privileges? Right. And 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 she basically just says. Dude, that would be suicide. You know, it's like don't don't do that. I guess I mean you have could. You, have you not been listening to yeah. literally everything right. I just told you? Yes, and that's why in the back of her head she knows she needs to keep them closer because it's like okay, I still can't see you as much, but you did have the have a minotaur on your heels yeah. coming in here, and you've got his horn in your friggin' shoebox, right? So there's got to yeah. be something to you. And this she, is where we're introduced, like to the ID. Yeah, she does mention yeah. that one of the ways you could leave is if you were given permission to go on a quest, right? Right, and that's and a really is, big, right. huge deal. And yeah. we find out that Annabeth very much wants; she needs to go on a quest. Yes, and we don't quite know why. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Percy, Percy's likelihood of getting thrown on a quest, like right now, he's barely trusted to tie his shoes. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so she's she's got to get him there. She's or she, half shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> she yeah, yeah. She, right. she sees him as, as a so potential ticket no onto <laughs> such a quest, uh, but it's gonna take some work. You know. Yeah, I mean, she basically. <laughs> Yeah, she basically says, "You need at least until the end of the summer to get some kind of training." It's a hot mess. <laughs> Danger to yourself and others. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, and and you know she's. They talk about kind of going to to Mount Olympus, then, uh, and we get a little bit of uh, um, of kind of Annabeth's you know, wanting to go to Mount Olympus, which is at the top of the Empire State Building, which is just crazy for <laughs> for Percy. It's like, excuse me? Um, and so, yes, she's visited Olympus. Uh, and... Um, something is rotten. Something is rotten. Something's been stolen. 
and it needs to be returned by summer solstice or there's going to be a trouble um and percy when you got here i was hoping you could help us shed some light on and and, and she was talking down. about summer solstice when when she was nursing him back to health yes. so we're touching back on that she alludes to the fact that chiron and grover are keeping some sort of a secret mm-hmm. we're touching back on existing threads and we're introducing more little mysteries to unfold she is wanting to be granted a quest by Chiron and Mr. D. Yes. Um, she really wants to be in the middle of whatever this fixing Mount Olympus thing is going to be. Right. And, and it's obvious that she also has many more questions than answers at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, she's going to send him off. His stomach growls, so she's like, hey, hey go away. While she continues her planning sessions as, you know, child of Athena. So he heads on back to Cabin 11, yeah. and... Um, has a little conversation with Luke. Demigods with parental issues. Yes. We find a little bit of uh, bitterness Ooh. when Ooh. Luke talks about Hermes. Yeah. Ooh. He doesn't seem to be too fond of the guy. No. Yeah, he's not He's not very fond of any of the gods. No, he's not. Um, but, but as it relates to his father, it's like the gods really don't care is basically what yeah. he tells Percy. You know, it's like, you're here, you have all this stuff going on, it's confusing, monsters are trying to kill us. Our folks don't care. But he's a cool guy. He steals steals Percy some toiletries. He does. But I also found it like like vaguely telling on a second reading of the book. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That, and I I wasn't sure if this was purposefully put in this order, but I'm pretty sure it was purposefully put (laughs) in this order, that Percy says, so your dad is Hermes. And... Casually, coincidentally, the first thing Luke does is pull a switchblade out yes. of his back pocket. <laughs> yes. The first thing he does, I mean, like. I mean, same though. Yeah. He just <laughs> but scraped the mud off of the sole of his sandal with it. Mm-hmm. But his dad is mentioned, and his first subconscious inclination is to pull a knife out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yep. Dad issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little. We get some more, uh, you know, touching back on stuff just within this chapter. Uh, Luke is 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 all about telling him, yeah, Annabeth, she totally wants a quest, bro. She wants a quest so bad, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's coming from all angles that this is this is almost her singular focus. Yeah, you know, she Mm -hmm. is paying attention to all kinds of other things. She's very strategic. She's like, you're going to be on my capture the flag team, but this is like her overriding. This is her big thing. And then we get a little bit about why she's been hovering over Percy. So he also says that since his journey to the Hesperides, Mm -hmm. yeah, no one's been allowed to go on a quest. Right. So he he admits that because of him, right, is why. Like, so something straight out the gate admits that I'm the reason why. Right. It's not happening. Yeah, find out. Yeah, you know, Chiron is basically, you know, telling her that. He already knew about her fate. Um, you know, he'd had a prophecy from the Oracle, uh, and he wouldn't tell her the whole thing, but he said that Annabeth wasn't destined to go on a quest yet. She had to wait until somebody special came to camp. Exactly. You know. And that's, Which why is, she, that's why she was getting him with the ambrosia right off the right. top, helping him get back to health, but also pumping him from information. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully that, that in his <clears throat> in his half in his half like stupor from everything he was going through that he would just like mutter out some stuff. Yeah. To that that bit at the beginning where she's like, ah, oh, 
He's the one. He's the yeah. one. <laughs> the moment is at hand. And it's then, and then immediately, Luke going. She thinks everybody. Don't worry about don't it, kid. She thinks every new camper that comes into camp is is, <laughs> yeah. is the one. You know, kind of. This, yeah. This completely, uh, a completely uh, unimpressive <laughs> loser. This one could be the one. Who knows? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I've been waiting a long time, guys. I just, yeah. And you know, and, and just speaking of ambrosia, I just need like my own ambrosia fountain drink machine at home. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm, cream soda. Okay, yeah. root beer. Uh-huh. Mm, now ginger ale. Whatever you mm. need. Just over and over. Just over and over. <laughs> so, so we, yeah. So we go back to the pavilion, right? It's dinner time. Yeah. Uh, it's dinner time. Everybody heads to the, the outdoor dining area. We get a, a peek into exactly what the scale of this camp is, how many demigods are around, how many satyrs are around, wood nymphs, naiads, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, and hey, whatever uh, whatever Percy wants to ask for to drink, guess what? There it is. Boom, right yep. in your glass. How about that? How about that for how about that for Uber Eats? And just to sort of check, yeah. you know, he's he's like, all right, I want cherry coke, and then cherry coke appears, like magically appears in his glass, and he's like, all right, blue let cherry me, coke. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty, this make <laughs> yeah. it blue. Boom, make it blue. Bam, and of course it turns a violent shade of cobalt. Um, and he takes a cautious sip, and he's like, "Is perfect." Yep, yep, yep. It's pretty great. So, so coming to terms with with um, the the oddity still of camp, and using food as a source of comfort to kind of ease him into what was going on, and then we get this this ritual moment where um, where folks, where campers, are lining up. And they're taking a portion of their meal and they're throwing it into a, a fire that is blazing, and um, and it, it's burnt offerings. We find out Luke, Luke tells Percy burnt offerings for the gods because they like the smell, and Percy's like, "Okay, you're kidding, right? Yeah, yeah. burnt food, burnt okay. food. Mm. Yep. Sounds I, I actually, okay. I actually find this a little interesting because." Um, like with that, you're kidding. The yeah, next yeah. line is that uh, Luke gives him a look not to take this lightly. Yeah, right. a warning look. So it's interesting that um, despite his disdain for the gods, he takes this very seriously. The ritual yeah. part of yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, kind of solidifying that Rick is Texas born and raised. What does Percy throw into the fire? Brisket. 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 <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and and he, he does it, and he he wish he knew what God's name to say. I mean, that longing is beginning to really show up here. Because Luke, when he's giving his offering, he actually calls out to yeah. Hermes, his father. Yeah. So, um, and 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 then this 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 sort of silent plea, as he does like the brisket offering. Um, you know, whoever you are, tell me, please. So, and yeah. If anything, you know, as mm-hmm. we as we close out this chapter, we get we get to more of one of those kinds of end of the chapter stopping points where where we do, we feel like okay, I think I think maybe I can at least take a nap. Um, and then you you just look at the title of chapter eight and you go, what spoilers, dude? <laughs> <laughs> we capture a flag. Wow, thanks for telling me. A, yeah. a flag. A, a, a flag. flag. A flag. We don't Which know what flag. Who knows? But uh, as you know, everybody goes back to their cabins. Uh, Percy falls into a deep sleep, uh, and it's it's almost like Rick saying, "It's okay." Yeah. 
Go to bed. You can go to bed. You too can go to bed. You two can go to bed. They eat s'mores. Uh, this is <clears throat> Percy starts to talk about how he actually starts to feel like he belongs here. Yeah, like he's yeah. actually finding a new home after you know a single day here. So right. it's it's nice. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Ah, yep. time. Yeah, it's pretty um, great. And but and, and but, so but, ends oh, yeah. our I'm first dead. day at Camp Half Blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is you know yeah. super fun. Like I want to go there. Yeah. And then of course, even before the title of the next chapter, there's that bit about oh, I wish I'd known no. how briefly I would get to it. Yeah. Keyword just as we're giving you just as we're giving you that ah yeah like it's so like yeah, but just kidding. Yeah, yeah, you're you're reassured, and then you it's one of those things where you read it and you're like oh yeah everything's fine. Wait a minute, hold on, is everything fine? Ah, in fact. It's briefly, that, it's that uh, moment briefly. where you're like, "Wait, no! Look behind you! <laughs> Don't go in that door." He went in that door. Okay. Good old, well. so yeah. Good old Olaf, you know, from Frozen. Yeah. And then, and then you're this like, is, "Well, this is fine." <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Between the Pages. Join us next week when we tackle Chapter 8. Mr. D, do you have anything to add before we go? No, absolutely not. What was your name again? Don't care. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of Between the Pages. Thanks for listening.